Welcome to another edition of the Morning Briefing. I'm Jeff DeForest, along with Mike Luby Lubitz here on NoFilter.net, and very happy to have you with us uh, once again. A uh, very eventful day yesterday. Uh, it, it was interesting. I woke up about two in the morning, as I frequently do, uh, getting up early for these many years doing morning drive radio in Miami and South Florida for uh, the better part of 42 years. It's used to uh, having your eyes uh, pop open. I don't know. Does this happen to you, Luby? Middle of the night. Middle of the night. <laughs> and, uh, takes uh, you know a few minutes to uh, you know get back to sleep, no matter what form of inebriance uh, you have access to. Uh, and so uh, I, I'm watching uh, a little of the post debate coverage from the Republican uh, nominees or potential presidential candidates, uh, which excluded Donald Trump, who was off. Uh, I mean, talking. I mean, babbling like a madman in front of a group of uh, Michigan auto workers and uh, union workers who. In previous statements that he's made, uh, he has uh, clarified the point that he and uh, emphasized it, actually, that he absolutely despises unions. But uh, he was pandering to him yesterday, uh, not uncommon in politics. And uh, sure enough, I mean, uh, send in the clowns, uh, I guess, uh, would be the only way to characterize what was happening. And what was interesting on uh, the uh, news channels that I watch, I'm not a Fox guy, so I'm flipping back and forth between CNN and MSNBC. And they, they had panels that were bigger than the NFL Today shows on CBS and Fox. I was waiting for Bill Coward to weigh in with something, uh, you know, that was riddled with cliche. And say, well, I don't know that anybody won, but I don't know that anybody lost. So, you know what, uh, when that situation happens, uh, it's pretty much even Steven. Okay, thanks, coach. Brilliant. <laughs> when are you coming back to coaching again? Are there any rumors that Cower is uh, going to be associated, affiliated with any jobs? But uh, yeah, they stopped just short of having like Boomer Esiason doing analysis uh, on this <laughs> stuff. And uh, what was it that they were analyzing uh, from the clips that I saw? It, it looked very much like a Conor McGregor press conference, didn't it? <laughs> Where we're waiting for somebody to throw a chair. And as we often say, start screaming, McMahon! <laughs> Exactly. Total chaos and pandemonium there, as uh, the great late uh, wrestling announcer Gordon Soley would uh, characterize th these kind of proceedings. Uh, it, it literally sounded like that at Fat Kid in Left Field, that's so annoying, you're almost hoping that somebody, some sniper is in the crowd to take him out, not to advocate violence of that sort, but just uh, as a figure of speech that uh, happened to buy one of those vuvuzelas outside the stadium. Mm -hmm. And all game long, it's... <laughs> And you're asking yourself, uh, wh wh where is security in this place? Uh, is there any kind of uh, stadium rule that outlaws uh, the playing of Vuvuzelas incessantly? Unless, of course, you're at the World Baseball Classic, where people bring like trombones into the crowd. It's, uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and they're not in a band. So uh, that, that was total chaos. And then, of course, uh, we had, what would you say was your most deflating moment romantically? Luby, was it when uh, you came home that day and all of your furniture was gone and so was your wife? I'm the, it wasn't quite like that. Yeah, I actually moved out. Uh, I guess, yes, having a marriage and then not being allowed to say anything about it sort of sucked. Uh, I've had a few of them. Well, I'm, I'm curious what you're intimating, <laughs> what you're getting into. <laughs> well, I, you know, has anybody ever been left at the altar in our viewing and listening audience or, or uh, you know, left somebody at the altar, which I considered doing, uh, I guess, in all three spots that I got married? <laughs> well, that last time we were cashing exacta tickets as a post time for the wedding was going off and uh, everybody was screaming, where's the forest? Where's the forest? And uh, we were saying, well, I didn't know that uh, Johnny V was going to boot home this 13 horse at 16 to 1. We've got tickets to cash. You wanted to have the money in your pocket before you got married because uh, there was a good chance after that marriage took place 
that, uh, you know, <laughs> at, at least half of it was going to immediately become hers. Anyway, uh, it, it's so deflating, though. What wouldn't it be for the person that got stiffed? And uh, I would imagine that's how you feel, being the diehard Miami Heat fan that you are. Mm -hmm. This was a veritable certainty. This was etched in stone. This was one of those Mark 7 productions from the old days of Dragnet where they uh, just uh, implanted, you know, uh, the emblem of the show into a solid rock. And you thought that this has to happen, that uh, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, now of uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, would end up playing in uh, Miami and being with the Miami Heat. His desired, his stated destination, this Joe Cronin must hate Pat Riley like poison. Is that was uh, what was at the root of this? Because uh, Jimmy Butler of the Miami Heat is calling for an investigation. And I mean, I'm thinking, that... you know, the, the one good thing about it, if you were a Heat fan, is that at least we weren't subjected by Damian Lillard to Jim Gray for <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Where Lillard looks into the camera in all sincerity and says, I'm taking my talents to the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> which no denigration to the people of the midwest the great people of the midwest chicago and all of these other areas but uh milwaukee i would have to say you know for for my observation is pretty much of a dump is it not uh, milwaukee wisconsin do we want to alienate all of our viewers in milwaukee wisconsin sorry my apologies but uh you know, heard good it's not exactly milwaukee. south beach as they say in nba terminology i look i'm not slamming milwaukee i've heard good things about milwaukee milwaukee's fine um but uh Thanks for apologizing for the show. It's not South Florida. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sorry, it's just not. Get out of here. I mean, look at the difference in terms of just glamour alone. Star Island and uh, what? You can go have some kielbasa and an old Milwaukee light <laughs> in some dumpy bar there while you're freezing your ass off. Get out of here. That is not a desired destination, my friend. I I'm sorry. All right, so uh, how upset are you, Mike Luby Lubitz? Because all of your championship hopes, all of your championship dreams just went... Flying out the window, and now people are taking pot shots at my man. I consider him on our all Elliot Ness team, untouchable. The great Pat Riley saying that uh, he screwed up, that he uh, was too stingy, wasn't offering enough. Uh, and we just feel like uh, this was the last place on earth for some reason that the GM of the Portland Trailblazers, Joe Cronin, who is he any relation to the former American League commissioner, Joe Cronin? Uh, maybe. Is he a descendant? I, I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> he, he certainly is acting in a very staunch fashion. And I guess he got what he wanted out of it. But, uh, you know, it, it didn't seem like it was much. I just don't know. That's my thing in the end. For months, I, we've heard, look, I'm deflated in the sense that it seemed like it was uh, Miami or bus, and then now it's not. Um, but for months, we heard how bad the Heat's offer was from the national media, how bad the Heat's offer was from fans around the nation, around the country, around the world, whatever. And then I'm seeing what they ended up getting. And to me, it didn't seem like a haul. I, I know people are talking themselves into Holiday and being this great one-two punch. The problem is minutes after the trade was reported, it also came out that the Blazers are already trying to trade Holiday, who's an older guard with a big deal. So like, what are they really going to get for Holiday? So to me, if they're already trading Holiday, you did this for a bunch of guys I've never heard of, and DeAndre Ayton, a guy who has a huge deal and doesn't really fit in modern-day NBA. So it's like, okay, you're telling me the Heat couldn't come up with something better than that? Like, that's why, I, to me, it's the guy went with spite over an actual good deal. And a lot of people are like, well, the Heat's offer was this, and it's horrendous. And, yeah, but the, what the Blazers got wasn't better. Like, I'm sorry, there's no one that's going to convince me, personally, that what the Blazers got was worthy of a guy who's a top-ten player in the NBA. 
It's not like Pat Riley hasn't ever fucked up. I mean, he yes. uh, had that firm belief uh, for a guy that was supposed to be ice cold when it came to the business side of basketball. Uh, Pat Riley was uh, too generous uh, with a team that was awful for a half a season going back a few years ago. Team finishes 11 and 30 in the first half of the season. I remember discussing this with you on shows saying, yeah, you know what? There's signs of life there. The thing yeah. that they say about the horse that has no chance when they put the little comment next to the horse <laughs> in the racing form. And, you know, he, he maybe beat one horse in his previous race after finishing last in the uh, 16 starts that he had made lifetime. And then, you know, the comment will be because they want to say something a little bit positive about everybody. Signs of life. But I remember seeing that there were signs of life with that team. And then they turn around and they go 30 and 11 and end up at uh, 500, 41 and 41 for the season. And, and Riley gives everybody money. Dion Waiters, uh, yep. Johnson. I mean, uh, just about uh, uh, he, uh, Whiteside yep. and uh, you know, Hassan Whiteside, who uh, was awful, right? Uh, the guy couldn't catch the ball. <laughs> they throw it into the post and they'll go right to his hands and hit him in the face. Once in a blue moon, it would bounce off his forehead and go into the basket. Everybody's going, look at that. I said, Whiteside. Well, had some good dunks. I, I guess he was a decent uh, defensive player in terms of blocking shots, but, but he turned to dog meat right after he got this money because he was watching cartoons all afternoon instead of game film. <laughs> you have to take that into account, uh, you NBA people, once in a while. I just say, uh, you know, this guy's a little bit off the wall. So, so it isn't like Riley hasn't made a share of mistakes uh, over the years, but, uh, you know, his acquisitions including what we termed the Shaquisition, brilliant. And then even more brilliant was unloading Shaq when he was a complete overbloated stiff. And uh, he was able to unload Shaq with $60 million, which was a lot of money back then uh, left on his contract, and uh, get out of that deal uh, very gracefully. Having uh, used Shaq for whatever he was uh, going to be functional at uh, in that one season when uh, he helped uh, carry them uh, into a championship round. And uh, then Alonzo Mourning kind of bailed him out. Uh, he also orchestrated the deal for Alonzo Mourning, who was a mechanical offensive stiff, I thought, when he was with Charlotte. And uh, there was a transformation with Mourning uh, into uh, a brilliant, forceful player, even though it was not exactly Hakeem Olajuwon when it came to tiptoeing around guys and taking the fallaway jumper. Well, and look, and they were, it was clear that they wanted Durant. It was clear they wanted Bill. It was clear they wanted Donovan Mitchell. And all three of those teams had the heat in their list. And the Heat failed to get those three guys. So it's not like Riley is perfect. And it's not like people like me have uh, put him on. I know we, you put him on a pedestal. And I, I appreciate his connection with things we've done in the past. But he's like, on my, I, I mean, I don't even want to call him a Mount Rushmore. I mean, this guy is a traveling in a universe that others never even know how to touch. <laughs> it's mystical. It, 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 it's, it's a matter almost of the occult uh, with me and Pat Riley. Going That's all the way you. back to his days when he was announcing with Chick yeah. Hearn, believe it or not, the color analyst on the radio. And uh, how inconsequential is that? Uh, I mean, uh, you're the color analyst for Chick Hearn. Chick Hearn didn't need anybody with him. Nobody. <laughs> I, I know. Who, who was uh, the longtime color analyst with Johnny Most? Oh, I, oh. Was well, it wasn't it one of the guys that was on the uh, WBEI morning show? Yeah, Glenn Ordway, yeah. What did Ordway ever have to say except, uh, you're right, Johnny. That was it. <laughs> I just healed my bird. Yeah, exactly. Riley, I mean, rose from that uh, to being one of the brilliant executives. I, I, I don't know how you can knock him. Uh, uh, unfortunate, though, uh, the Heat fans are, are naturally disappointed. Milwaukee has to feel pretty good about their chances there of keeping the Greek in the future. Uh, he was looking for them to make some kind of a ball move, uh, and they yeah. do. 
And uh, now uh, that, uh, you know, whole Eastern Conference uh, starts to lean right back in Milwaukee's direction, you would have to think, although uh, supporting cast, they got rid of uh, Grayson Allen, who was starting for him, who was a guy we despised when he was with Duke. Cheap shot artist. I don't know if he's cleaned up his act any, but uh, it wouldn't be uncommon for him to just trip some guy up from behind while he was going in for a layup. Uh, Such ugliness. And of course, under the auspices of the great Coach K, who was all about class, dignity, and sportsmanship. And yet he put this freak out there uh, time uh, and again during ballgames to go out there and uh, do great harm to people. So he bounces around a little bit. Uh, The big news, though, is uh, Taylor Swift is going to be at the Jets game, apparently. Taylor Swift. Uh, Now, uh, you know, it seems to be uh, confirmed. I mean, there was speculation about it uh, with uh, Travis Kelsey. They're they're obviously seeing each other. Uh, It's an enjoyable story, isn't it? It's kind of a serendipitous story. Uh, We don't know how long it's going to last. Taylor Swift, not known for uh, persistence or longevity. I guess she has had uh, some uh, longer-term relationships. I think uh, one of her last uh, recent boyfriends was like a five-year thing. And, And the problem is she starts writing about you. (laughs) <laughs> which is ugly i mean we talk about him so i can't really judge her <laughs> what i loved about it though was uh the uh, vulgarity that she exhibited while she was with travis kelsey's mother in the shots that we saw of the suite as they realized that taylor swift was at the game and as we were talking about it really was a susan wallman moment is that george <laughs> is that roger in george's box and you think, well, what are you talking about, Susan? I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> she was an opera singer, by the way, of uh, some uh, distinction. Hard to imagine with that voice, uh, which uh, sounded very much <laughs> Mark Simpson, yeah. like like she was uh, Marge Simpson. <laughs> and, or, uh, you know, I mean, it was, you know, uh, that kind of thing where, where they, they realized that Taylor Swift was in the box there. And, and then they were obsessed with it. And, and she came across. And you remember this guy, right? I mean, the most foul-mouthed guy I ever saw on the sidelines uh, was not Rex Ryan, and it was not our uh, friend Mike Westhoff. It it was the former special teams coach of the Dallas Cowboys, a guy named Joe Avizano. The guy with the gray hair. The The guy guy with the gray hair. You know, he he, he seemed incongruous with everything else that the Cowboys were all about. You know, the uh, sort of Tom Landry, can't worry over philosophy. We're going to have short hair, and uh, we don't want anybody with rings in their nose out there running around, Zeke. (laughs) Would you mind taking off the jewelry? That that kind of, uh, you know, approach as a franchise. And here's this guy with, like, hippy-dippy long hair. You, you didn't know if you were watching a Cowboys game or seeing a George Carlin show. <laughs> and uh, and he was always cursing like a maniac. I mean, uh, j- just a raging Joe Pesci-like tirade every time they had a shot of him. I think Taylor Swift might have eclipsed that <laughs> in terms of uh, vulgarities uttered during the course of a ball game. So uh, that was great. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, as uh, she uh, continues to uh, follow Travis Kelsey. Uh, will, will she, I mean, be a jinx? Uh, I guess that would be the other interesting aspect of the story, mm. where uh, Kelsey suddenly, uh, you know, develops the uh, manos de piedra. And his career is then defined in very much the same fashion as the former, uh, you know, NFL tight end great, as uh, he becomes uh, Jackie Smith, right? And uh, and uh, that that's... That's how he ends up, uh, just uh, looking like it was a complete disaster. All right, uh, we're uh, sweating out a couple of things. Uh, imagine if you paid $6,000 last night to go see this crummy soccer game. Uh, I guess it was two MLS teams, but they were not playing an MLS game because nobody like knows what they're actually doing in MLS soccer. <laughs> it's like an in-season tournament. The second when is one. the season? 
<laughs> they had the season. Who's the commissioner? Back. Oh, that I don't know. <laughs> we don't. We don't know, right? Yeah, I don't know. What is it? Pele running this league from the grave? I, I I'm not sure. <laughs> Maradona. <laughs> but uh, this team plays games, and and they're not actual games. I mean, they're still like in last place, even with uh, all these wins they've accrued with Messi. But uh, people supposedly were paying up to six thousand dollars for seats to see Messi play, and then he did not play in this ball game. You talk about deflating. That's worse than not getting Damian Lillard. Honestly. That was such ugliness. But uh, the Messi mania continues. So even when he doesn't play, people are paying six grand to uh, go and watch him sit in the stands, which uh, <laughs> seems a, a little bit peculiar, doesn't it? I mean, th- these tickets, and I can assure you people, before Messi became part of this team, these tickets were worthless. We live in this town. We know that they were completely worthless. You couldn't give them away. And now the best job in sports is what? Being a scalper oh, at, yeah. a, at an Inter-Miami CF soccer game because uh, there's the possibility that Lionel Messi might play. And if he does play, he's going to score like six goals. <laughs> um, it really is. It's like putting uh, Jim Brown back on a, uh, you know, a, a level two collegiate football field. Yeah. He's going to mow through people. It's not going to be any problem whatsoever. Uh, our, our Marlins uh, are fighting like dogs. They, they had that deal there in New York. Steve Cohn, uh, you know, why would they cover the field in a tropical storm? Yeah, exactly. You know, they had a, uh, you know, a big series coming up in terms of determining who was going to make the postseason later on. But uh, we don't want to get on the groundskeeper too much. Marlins struggling. They found themselves uh, in a position here where with four games left to go and a bunch of baseball back ladies, they have a shot to make the postseason. So uh, we're, we're kind of uh, on edge hoping for that. And, of course, uh, you have uh, the full slate of uh, NFL and uh, college football on tap, including a, a game tonight, which uh, what do you make of this uh, ball game tonight here? Lions and the Packers. It may be I, I would like to see a fight between uh, Dan Campbell and Mike McDaniel. Wouldn't it be great if they, like, somehow had insulted each other during the week, build up to the game, and started exchanging blows at midfield? Did the Dolphins play the Lions? <laughs> I don't great. think so, no. Because he's big and McDaniel's little. So I don't know how that would even work. <laughs> even body Daniel style. knows karate there, speaking of uh, Conor McGregor. That did. It looked like a Conor McGregor press conference, didn't it? The uh, Republican debate last night? 100%. Why don't they bother? You talk about uh, just a cacophony of noise uh, out of which there was nothing that you could distinguish that would, uh, you know, make you say, you know what, I think I'm going to vote for that guy. Looks like a pretty good candidate for president. (laughs) All like nutbags. Incredible. Booby, I mean, uh, you you wouldn't let him be the commissioner of the World Boxing Council. No way. (laughs) Exactly. Much less president of the United States. Uh, It's insane. All right, uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, that's a morning briefing for uh, today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, are we going to uh, give it a go there? Maybe with uh, another edition, finally getting back our license to steal show uh, here on nofilter.net. And we appreciate the platform, of course, uh, as uh, Joe Manuel and uh, all of the good people have been uh, very, very uh, kind and generous with us. So uh, thanks very much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. For Mike Luby-Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest on the next edition of the morning briefing. <laughs>